Welcome, welcome everyone to Small Worlds Podcast. My name is Corey O'Flanagan. And I am Leanne Davidson. And today's episode is brought to you by Drift Car Sharing. Imagine you save up a ton of money and paid time off, that's it, paid time off, for being on your vacation. Yeah, and while you're on that vacation, things start to add up. You're out to eat, you're buying some gifts for friends and family, you're doing some cool excursions. You've got a shopping problem like I do. Complete addict. But imagine you just sat there stressing about the money and you get an email saying, hey, you just made a hundred bucks. Yeah, that's the point, guys. Um, You're feeling less stressed now. Drift creates a more rewarding travel experience by connecting travelers who have cars with travelers who need cars, all under the protection of a specially designed policy from Allstate Insurance. So check them out in Denver and Salt Lake City and newly in Chicago O'Hare and learn more at drivedrift.com. That's D-R-I-V-E-D-R-I-F-T dot com. On today's episode, we are bringing you our on-the-road Katmandu. Or your Katmandu's. We're going to come with you with the heat comedy this entire episode. Or the dad jokes. Whatever we do, you'll fucking learn to love it. Or hate it. Um, So yeah. Why, Liam, why don't you bring us in? Because we kind of had an interesting journey to Katmandu coming up from the old Indonesia archipelago. We did. Um, just so you guys are aware, the airport is very small, uh, as you can kind of expect, really. Um, not very modern. No. Uh, and there's not a lot of order. Um, we arrived at around 11 p.m., 11.30 p.m., so yeah. super, super late, and it was super busy. Um, and we needed to get our visas. So good thing to know is that you cannot get your visa online beforehand. So you just have to go with the mayhem. The whole room is just filled with people um, lining up in different areas. They're not quite sure what they're lining up for. There's not really great signage to explain what um, you're supposed to do. So um, That's what we're for. Ask a lot of people. That's what we started to do, and that was the best bet. Um, Just getting yourself as much knowledge as possible. Because really what you need to do is go to one of the electronic kiosks, fill out some information... It'll print your slip, and then you can go through the customs line and get your stamp. But... You need to pay first. So there's three keys. You have to go do the electronic... Get the electronic form. Then you have to go and pay first, and then you get in line for the customs to go through and enter the city. There's multiple visas that you can get that are different prices and different lengths of time, so know what you're planning to do in terms of your length of stay if you can. And um, yeah, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty insane process, but uh, hopefully we'll get things sorted out. I think one of the issues that we ran into was the I would say half of the electronic machines were down. There's hundreds of people so was walking around. Like three or four flights came in at the same time, and it was just madness. So they started coming around and handing out paper documents instead of the electronic ones, and. Um, we, we eventually got it figured out. We probably ended up spending about 90 minutes doing it, though. But we made it. We made it. It wasn't, it wasn't that bad, but just something to be aware of when you're flying into there. Um, there is a website that you can go to and get um, the document that you need to have filled out beforehand, but it is 
not um, great and from what I was reading online it's not all that secure so just some things to think about just have that expectation when you're flying into Kathmandu um, a couple other things that uh, I noticed right away is Kathmandu is an old city a dusty city surprisingly um, obviously it has been around for a long time it is it's just kind of chaos guys there's just the roads go every which way it's definitely not on any sort of grid system um, for the most part tourists who are going there um, get in and get out after they go and do some trekking um, so I think the average stay is probably in that two to three week range and when you get there most people head to Tamil like the tourist hub um, heaps of restaurants there's so much shopping. Um, you basically notice straight away that it's where all the tourists go. But you know what? It's still kind of nice, and you can. It's easy to get around. You can just walk around everywhere. But like Corey said, it's mayhem. Um, but you can get all of your shopping here. You can get your trekking supplies. Uh, you can get clothes. They've got heaps of hippie clothes. Uh, you can get all your trinkets. Um, Define trinkets for me. Useless items that Got look it. that look pretty. Okay. Um, but you can haggle with everyone, apart from food, pretty much, other than street food. Um, you can haggle for everything, so make sure you do. Yeah, bargain hard, guys. Um, this is something that we we kind of love to do. I especially love to do, and that uh, use the walk away tactic. Um, come back the next day. They're I think that whatever price they initially gave us, we would go less than half, and then we would come back up and meet them somewhere. Yeah, where we were actually happy to go to. Um, so you can really, really do it. Have fun with it. I think if you kind of have a smile on your face and have a little bit of sarcastic tone, um, you're going to be better off if you come in really rigid and everything. And I think that this applies for most places in the world. Yeah, don't um, be aggressive. They're just going to get a little attitude with you. Yeah. And um, I think that that's something that we just... Make it enjoyable, make it fun, and they'll have fun with you, and they'll be better off giving you a deal. And be aware when you are buying stuff for your trekking, you don't need this top-of-the-range stuff um, for, like, the aerospace camp treks. Obviously, if you're going to Summit, sure. Depends on the time of year that you're going. But the stuff that you can buy there, it's good, but it's not, like, the um, the legitimate brand of Gore-Tex and stuff, but it is still good stuff. It's good quality, but it's just not what you think you're buying if you're going by labels alone. So don't feel bad about haggling too much. I sometimes feel guilty about haggling too low. Yeah, you gotta let that guilt go. Um, this isn't name brand stuff, just... Uh, it's got the name brand label. It's got the name on <laughs> it, but sometimes that name is spelt wrong. Um, I do think that it's overall pretty good quality though. Yeah. All of the Sherpas seem to use the stuff, and they're constantly going up and down, and they're fine. Um, I used some of the stuff, and it was fine. I was more than comfortable. Um, what else is in Tamil? The restaurants are banging. So much food. Oh, Such it's unbelievable. a good price. We loved it. We ate there so much. We ended up spending quite a bit more time there than expected because Leanne got herself into a tooth medical situation that we had to overcome with some antibiotics the old wisdom tooth is poking through and it was not good so we did have to delay our base camp trek um and we ended up sticking around in tamil for like two weeks but that was good because we got to explore a bit more 
got to hit up some nice restaurants and we got to go out of Tamil. Another hint for shopping, New Road is actually a lot better to get your bargains than in Tamil. Yeah, definitely. If you go outside of Tamil really quickly, you'll realize how touristy it is. Prices drop at restaurants, um, shopping, everything. Um, this new road area is definitely ripe for electronics. There's a little bit of a mall action that actually has some decent prices. Leanne got some knockoff New Balances there. They do actually have shoes in big, big foot sizes. She maxed them out. I had to get the maximum. Really, a UK size 7, a US 9. Biggest shoe size we had. The people were actually laughing at me when they looked, I went into the women's shoe shop. And I was like, oh, do you have a, a Euro 41? Yeah, they, they don't actually really, laughed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they don't have shoes for hobbits. Oh, well, what can I say? Um, do just go to New Road for the shopping. There didn't seem to be much in terms of nightlife. But I tell you, I wasn't sure about what there would be for drinking and stuff in Tamil. But there was actually heaps of bars, heaps of clubs. Um, you still got those dodgy people trying to whisper in your ear, trying to sell you all kinds of drugs when you're just trying to innocently go past and buy an egg roll. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. Um, the... What we found kind of interesting was the morning that we woke up for our trip to base camp, it was 2 a.m., and we walk down with our backpacks to meet our guide, and we hop out onto one of the main streets in Tamil, and it is just jumping. And it was all locals as well, actually, which I was really surprised about. And I gotta say, these guys were hammered. They were so drunk. Um... Oh, it was just such an... It was just not what we expected. And to be honest, like, do one to the uh, toothache and then just some other variety of reasons, we didn't really get out too late into the nightlife, but um, we didn't hear it much. Yeah, which was nice. So we didn't expect it to be this crazy, but man, there was just people, like, arms over shoulders just hobbling down the street. I mean, this was just a drunken mess. For all those London listeners, it was like seeing an Oceana on a Friday or Saturday night, um, girls were dressed like in short skirts and normal, well, normal Western clothes, I guess. Um, for the ladies who are thinking about what you wear in Nepal, I dressed more on the like the conservative side, um, but I didn't cover everything up. Like I did wear strappy tops, I didn't wear shorts, um, but you know, like loose skirts and longer trousers just because I didn't really see anyone else wearing it and I felt like I was getting a couple of odd stares when I wore a more revealing top. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just just normal, but like, you know, just as if you're covering up slightly. Um, One thing to look for when you are walking around are the scams of the fake art students, which we ran into a couple of times, but luckily we kind of saw something on the internet beforehand. Um, So basically you're walking down the street, wandering around and a young guy will approach you and start chatting to you and he basically says that he's an art student um, wants you to come to the shop to look at some of the art or the school to look at some of the art and basically you're coerced into going into a shop and people get aggressive into getting you to buy artwork just say no when people try and get you to take you somewhere strangers approach you or if they approach you, one of the things that we tried to use that I think worked well was just telling them, oh, yeah, we just came from this art gallery and somebody just totally tried to scam us. It was crazy. I hope you're not doing that. 
But yeah, we also went that way for the for the people trying to sell us drugs as well. We're like, oh my god, we're trying to sell drugs as well, and then say a stupid <laughs> amount, and then they get scared and run away. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, another good spot to go check out is the Monkey Temple. There's a few temples around. Um, we didn't go to um, any of them besides the Monkey Temple, but it's good for a variety of reasons. One, it is quite the climb and the heat. So if you're going to go do a trek, get those legs ready on a nice afternoon of hiking up that thing. Yeah. And two, 360 degree views to get an idea of the Kathmandu city. It is vast. It is it is beautiful. Um, there was so much going on at the top there as well. It was really cool. Yeah, the temple itself. I mean, they just got monkeys. You got monkeys and dogs, like, getting along smittingly. <laughs> smittingly. Is that a word? I'm gonna. We're gonna work it. Okay. We're gonna work with it. Smittingly. That's how you feel about me, smittingly. No, they were the, the monkeys and the dogs. It was pretty fun for us to see. We were obviously wondering if the little angel Charlie would get along with a monkey. We assume yes. I'm just thinking, riding on a big baby monkey, baby monkey, just riding Charlie. Is that great. a song? It's a YouTube video. Shout out to my Kingston girls. Um, but yeah, really good for spot to go. Um, if you want the best photos, I would say go sometime around dusk or dawn. Um, but midday was pretty nice too. There was a lot going on. There was somebody filming some sort of infomercial spot while we were there. Um, just a lot of really cool stuff and a lot of different ceremonies going on there too. So you can learn a lot about the, uh, the local religions, I think. Um, Another thing to think about, too, is if you've got the time, get out of Kathmandu a little bit. I mean, cities are what cities are. Um, you kind of know what you're going to get. There's some checkpoints that you want to hit while you're there. But kind of getting out into some of these other little villages, and uh, we were fortunate enough to be able to go and spend some time in the Batasi village, which was about three to four hours by motorbike. Mm-hmm. We opted to rent a motorbike, which was a wild experience check out our uh, latest blog on driving abroad at the old website smallworldspodcast.com nice plug and uh yeah I, that was a uh, i don't know renting that motorbike and driving through that crazy city of traffic and then getting out onto the country roads and navigating those it was just one of the crazier experiences i've had driving in another country so um if you feel comfortable with it i would say do it otherwise um, Find a friend who will do it. Yeah, or take a cab or, or take someone. Who, there's plenty of ways to get up there. Um, it's just an experience, and it's a lot of these villages are in the foothills of the Himalayas, so you can get just some of these beautiful pictures of these green rice paddies and these different farmers. If you want to get involved and help out with a local charity, like that's something that the Friends of Himalayan Children do. You can go up there and go help them out for a few days. We planted some tea trees. Um, yeah, it was really fun, really nice. Couple of quick tips. If you're getting served food and the portions are healthy and hearty, try and finish that plate because their local belief is that if you don't finish the plate, karma's gonna get you. But you know what the thing is, they're gonna keep putting the food on that plate. Just finish it quick and say no. Yeah, get in, get out. Make sure you're quick. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it's like going to Grandma's house for Thanksgiving. Just keep on filling that plate up. So, um, so some final tips. It's 
safe to walk around if ladies I'd never been to this part of the world so I was a bit worried uh, safe to walk around Kathmandu is a great city uh, easy to get by just you know use that Wi-Fi at your hotel and get your map and just wander around really so much to see and do yeah absolutely and another thing that we kind of learned the hard way and this doesn't necessarily have to do specifically with Nepal but we do know that a lot of people who are in this area are hitting up Nepal and India if you have the Indian e-visa you need to fly or go by ship which is impossible from Nepal but you need to fly into India so we had booked a bus ticket because um, we were planning to go to Calcutta and we realized the day that our bus was going to leave, Leanne realized, thankfully, this attention to detail, little darling, what can I say? Um, realized that we could not leave by land. We confirmed that, and we were having lunch. We bought a flight for about three hours after lunch and um, flew to Delhi, which was how we were going to have to get in. We could have flown anywhere. We just decided since it was last minute and our visas were expiring that we would go to the cheapest spot. Um, but just something to know, look at those e-visas, make sure you've got an understanding of what your um, what you can do to get into India if that's where you're going after Nepal. But if you were set on going overland into India, you can just opt to get to Kathmandu and apply for your Indian visa via the Indian Embassy. Um, and I believe from my research that is the way that you can do overland entry. Yeah, we'll have some more information about the Indian visa process on our On the Road India episode. Which that you're all going to listen to, of course. Naturally. Um, but we will, um, it is a bit of a confusing process. The e-visa was really easy, um, affordable, but it does have these restrictions. So we'll try and get some more information for you guys about that so that you know. Yeah, so happy trekking. Don't forget to check out our website, www.smallworldspodcast.com. We've got some really great new videos. Leanne's been working hard on that editing skills and um, just putting together some cool stuff. So if you haven't seen our video on Indonesia, check it out. Our YouTube channel is just search for Small Worlds Podcast. And um, we've got one that we recently did on the school that we visited in Batasi Village. And we've got some really cool stuff coming your way on our trek to Effer Space Camp. Make sure you're checking out our day-by-day podcast on that journey. And we're just going to keep bringing it, guys. So let us know what you think. Um, one thing we want to mention is that starting now... We would love to hear any questions, thoughts, anything you guys got for us, feedback. Um, We're going to do a little episode here around Christmas that has any questions from you guys or anything that we can do to just kind of interact with you all. So feel free to um, reach out to us on our Instagram at smallworldspodcast or send us an email, smallworldspodcast at gmail.com, and we would love to get back and forth with y'all. Don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe and review. Talk to you soon. Bye.